Yeah, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the Pochettino team. We're just reacting. So let's keep on reacting. Troy, you're telling a story. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like um, with, with Pochettino, is that I know that he is a good coach. I know that he can get good out of the players that we have. And I think he's got some very good talent ID as well. But what I will say is that Pochettino has a history of bottling in cup finals, in important league matches, whether it's to hit top four, whether it's to win, even win the league when Leicester won the league. Obviously, he bottled the last few games, which could have cemented uh, Tottenham winning the league. So, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. To be honest, it, it's a very interesting one. Like it could come good. I think. I think it's more likely to come good than it is to go very bad. But I'm still just a little bit iffy on it personally. Poch, poch, poch. Um. Initially, I'll be honest. I didn't want Pochettino because you know we were linked with Nagelsmann, um, and Enrique was a close second. But then they pulled out, and then there was a real chance of. Frank Lampard being our manager, and I was like, I don't want that. So it is what it is. Um, I'm excited. You know, you never know what you're going to get because he hasn't been in management for four years. So maybe he has some new tactics. Maybe he's worked on some new things better than he was, let's say, at PSG or at like Spurs because like he has access to money. They're probably going to give him everything he wants. So it's going to be very different. But maybe it could also end in a disaster. But I don't know. I, I you know. Who knows? But it, at least it's not Frank. That's, that's how I Espe- think. Yeah, especially with like Chelsea. Like we know that you know with Chelsea, chances are it's going to end in disaster than it is in success. But I think this is probably our best chance, really, of actually stabilizing what we've got and hopefully can progress. Like you know, maybe we. I'm hoping next season, I'm not going to lie, I don't think we're going to get top four next season because I don't think that Poch is going to be able to turn it around that quick. But I think maybe Europa League place and then year after that, possibly win the Europa League, hopefully, and then top four and just keep progressing through there. But the right signings will have to be made. And, you know, I think a little bit of faith in Pochettino will have to be done as well. And I think you can put, you're more comfortable putting faith into Pochettino than you can with like Graham Potter, who obviously the board wanted to put faith in. But yeah. On that note, Judah, what's your reaction to the Pochettino appointment? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, now nah, come on, I'm I'm excited, man, because like, to be honest, I I rate Poch. I mean, I rate him, and I I feel like he's a good manager that has not just um been fortunate enough to be like at a proper club where you will be backed and where you will have like um how do i put it you will have the ability to get players that he wants and players that will play for him so like for example what i mean by that is that for example at Tottenham, he had players that will play for him but he wasn't backed so like the we all know how Levy is and you know when they started calling Levy out that's when they sacked him and he tended the way it ended. And while at PSG, they had World Cup players, but they weren't exactly players that were ready to press or, you know, play the style that he's known for. So but I believe like in Chelsea, you will get young players where he got to perform and he got to like um, you know, show show him what they they are about and he's like the perfect person for 
the whole um, idea of the board because the whole idea of the board, as we all know, is to like get young players and improve them and you know the ones that can make it into the first team, they sell them on for a profit. And Poch is literally like the perfect guy to you know perfect manager to do that with. And um, I was also I was also going to talk about the um, the other guy when he was talking. He was talking about like top four. The thing that most people forget is that next season. It's actually going to be top five because the all coefficient um stuff comes into play. So like how it works is that like for Premier League we have like a high coefficient. So like top five is going to be able to go into Champions League and um they will start like the old um table format and whatever stuff. So yeah, if Portugal get top five, then that will mean that we have Champions League football. And I believe like with the backing that um the owners are going to give him is definitely like definitely going to happen because <laughs> I mean we're going to get like midfielders and a proper like refresh of the squad. So yeah, I mean I'm excited, man. Like happy days, man. So yeah. Yeah. Before I come to rate, Ubi, how you doing, bro? Welcome. We're just reacting to the Pochettino news. What's your what were your initial I don't know if you're aware. What were your initial reactions to Pochettino being hired before we talk about the Forest game that happened today? Uh, is he hired, like, for sure? Yeah. Yeah, it just happened, like, five minutes ago. Oh, it's... Uh, I didn't see the news, actually. First time hearing from you guys. Uh, <laughs> I think it's been coming. I think it's been coming. It's been expected. I don't know if you want me to reflect fully on it. Already? Yeah, yeah, fully, yeah, fully. Because we've not heard from you in a while, bro. Long time no speak. So welcome. So fully, fully, you know. Well, as I said, it makes sense. It's been long time coming. Like we've been hearing this news since I don't know, probably last month. So I'm not really shocked that he's been hired. Um, I just think it's a good thing. Like apart from that, he's an ex Tottenham. Uh, manager but i think he's a quality manager i mean if if anything he could bring tottenham to to a final in the champions league that's like the furthest they'll ever be so that should say something about him you know so yeah i think it's a good appointment i'm looking forward for next season honestly the season has been toast i think most chelsea fans would agree with me on this and can't wait for next season honestly think it's going to be a good he's going to be a good coach i believe yeah um we're going to be expecting a few more people but before they come in i hope we don't have to revisit this topic perhaps we do but i think we should talk about the forest game now <laughs> um Troy, what, what forest game did you guys actually watch the game great go on great one unfortunately rafe yes yes i did <laughs> Um, the, the forest game. Um, you know what? It's one of them where there's obviously pros and cons. Usually, before Bournemouth, it was all just cons. Like there were no pros. Like there were no good things about the games. It was all just pure negative and you know just horrible football, and it was just terrible. Um, this forest game. I'll be honest. It's weird now because it looks like we can now score goals, but we're conceding them at a rapid rate now. And I don't get why we can't just 
find just a little bit of balance. Like we found balance when we were losing all the time because we were never scoring and we were con- and we were conceding like one goal, maybe two goals, and that's that's balance. But now we're scoring two, but also conceding two against relegation, you know, favourites, and. You know, obviously, Bournemouth scored against us as well. To be honest, they should have scored more if we're being real. Um, you know, Sterling was very, very, you know, he was good today. I, I, I still don't think that, I'll be honest, I still don't, I don't want Sterling next season. And if he is here next season, I want him to be a bench player. I just don't think that under a system, that isn't basically feeding him all of these chances at the back post, like what Man City and Pep system was when he was there. I, I don't think he's actually, you know, the guy that everyone thought that he was. I, I think he's a very good footballer, don't get me wrong, but he isn't this guy to bag you 20 goals or 15 assists or something like that. Like, he's not that. And he looks weird when he's on the ball sometimes as well. And I'm just like, I don't really want that in my team, to be honest. But, yeah, pros and cons in the game. I'm happy with the fact that we scored two goals. I'm annoyed at the fact that we conceded two. Um, You know, it's the fact that the goals were quite soon after each other as well. Uh, Obviously, Forrest went 1-0 up and then uh, Raz made it 1-0 just on... Was it just on the stroke of half-time, was it? I'm pretty sure it was just before half-time. No, no, it was both of them were um both of them were after half time. It's um, yeah, both of them were in the second half, yeah. Sorry, my bad. But um I, I don't know, man. I, I just think that I'm I'm not very I'm not too happy with the result because ultimately it is um it is Nottingham Forest and they are relegation candidates and we can't even pick up a win against them. So yeah, I'm I'm not very happy to be honest, but I'll let somebody else but The game. So I was only able to see the first half. Um, when we started off, um, we looked a little vulnerable on the break and Noni was shaky. Uh, Chalaba actually, like on the right back, as a right back coming, instead of like going out wide and just um, on the overlap, coming inside, he looked really good. Um, and then keeping um, Noni out wide, at least him receiving the ball, he was fine. Going forward, not good. Sterling didn't look that great um, at the beginning, at least when I saw because I, I wasn't able to see the second half. But the first half, he didn't look that good. Um, Felix didn't do much. It, it just looked very jumbled. You can see, like, the players that we have are good. But at the same time, you know, the guy that's instructing them does not know what, what he's doing. And... We kind of nullified for us, but that was it. In the second half, when I saw the, <laughs> not in the second half, when we conceded the goal, I wasn't surprised. I was like, wait, of course, Mendy. And Mendy, listen, I'll say this about Mendy, right? I don't think he's a bad keeper. I don't think the Mendy was seen as an accurate representation of how good he really is because I feel like ever since AFCON, I don't know what it was. The guy's confidence is just non existent. Now, I'm not saying we should keep him, but I don't feel like this run. In the past year and a half is indicative of who Mendy is and it's sad but I think we have to get rid of him and Kepa because they're both taking time bombs 
I'd probably go as far to say that Kepa is probably the better keeper as of right now because at least there's some confidence there. But Mendy, there's nothing. I don't trust him to do anything. Um, I just have one last thing to say about Pochettino. So the recruitment Pochettino's targeting is Emmy Martinez, Lotaro, and Declan Rice, and Alexis McAllister. That's who he's targeting. Shout so, yeah. Shout out Lotaro Martinez. No, I was just going to ask you this guy's question, actually. Just a short yes or no answer. Do you think Mendy gets dropped now? Or it's or you you will like persist with Mendy till the end of the season? <laughs> he he wasn't going to play against City anyways. I don't I don't think he was going to <laughs> play against City anyways. I feel like they just gave him this game because obviously it was if we look at like the games that we have left left, rather, it's like it was like the only game that okay. You know, you can give a keeper that is not uh, much fit and stuff. So, like, I mean, it was so glaring, you know, in the first goal. Like, the guy is not just, um, um, how do I put it, much fit. Like, his match concentration is, is low because he hasn't played games in a while. So, I feel like I don't, I don't think he was going to start any other game anyways. And today's performance hasn't um help this case this case at all in any way so yeah uh well i mean it's frustrating we drew to them but once again the 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 other game when we played against them in their home stadium it was a 1-1 if i'm not mistaken so once again we couldn't defeat uh nottingham twice whether with lampard or with uh potter but not to say the least, uh, the game was boring overall, especially the first half. Second half was much better, especially towards the beginning when we scored basically two goals. Um, Mendy made some amateur mistakes, especially for the first goal. Like you just either go commit fully or don't, or just you know be more cautious with crosses and headers and stuff. And I, I guess he's, he was rusty, so understandable, but at the same time, maybe it's time for him to go. He could be like a third, a very good third uh, goalkeeper, not even second, in my opinion. Same with Kepa. I mean, he's not even any better, especially with long shots. And I believe at least we nullified the long shot effect today because Nottingham Forest had just one long shot, and it was like a bad one in the first half. I feel like if Kepa was in goal, they would have had way more. But I guess since they knew, you know, Mendy's better when it comes to blocking long shots, they didn't even bother. They didn't even need the long shots. They played with the headers game, the heading game, let's say, more than long shots and whatnot. But yeah, overall, I'm just disappointed. That sums it up, I guess. Fair. All right. Um... I'm going to split it, so we're going to talk about the lineup and talk about something else in between. Um, Ray, so, I'm sorry, um, Troy, what was your reaction to the lineup today? I mean, just quickly before we talk about something else. Um, the lineup, as what Rafe said when he was doing his explanation earlier, um, it did look like it was just a bunch of shit for him. I don't know if I can swear on it. Can I swear on this podcast or is it, you know, like just double check? Can I swear or am I not allowed? All right, calm. But um, basically, I just think that the lineup was a bunch of crap just thrown all together and hoping that it would work. Uh, um, like, it is a shame, but, you know, it's one of them where, for instance, Joel Felix, like, he had to start because he scored and he played well against Bournemouth. Um, but again, 
it seems like we're starting to find this pattern of not just Felix, but a lot of these attacking players where they have one good game and then they have five either average slash poor games. And that's what it's been like for Felix. I know that he hasn't really got too much help like in that department and the manager is obviously not great. But if you're if you're meant to be this guy that is like, you know, if he's meant to be this talent that he is shown to be, then I expect more from what he has given us so far. And um, ultimately, you know, I just think that the back line is one of them where we couldn't really do too much because obviously the injuries we've received. Reese and Chilwell obviously out for the rest of the season. So it was right to bring Lewis Hall in. Aspi has played like two games in a row pretty much. So he's probably shattered because he's nearly in a retirement home. So you have to play Chalabar um, in that right back slot. And then, you know, the two centre backs, it was fine. Mendy in goal, like it was expected, to be honest. But it's just, he, I, I would rather have just given Betanelli a go, man. I'll be honest, just give Betanelli a go because Mendy is one of these keepers now where he had one fantastic year, maybe year and a half. And then he just turned into horror, like, like, a, like a, a click of the fingers turned horrible and we saw it what their goal was in like the 13th minute i think or something like that in 13 minutes he already makes a howler making superman punches tiago silver or someone else thinking that he's in the ufc like, what's going on I, I don't i don't understand why how he's managed to fall off so quick like i think that's why it's like one of them where now we can't get hype hype over a guy who's having one great season because that happened with Mendy. He had a fantastic season and a half with Tuchel. And then from there, he turned into crap. Even when it was towards Tuchel, um, Tuchel's end of his reign, Mendy was starting to look very suspect on the feet, even stopping the shots as well. He was letting in a lot more, um, it seemed like his communication skills were starting to go down as well. Like he wasn't communicating as often, you know, and it isn't, it isn't the case where, you know, uh, there was a language barrier because ultimately all of our centre-backs can speak French, barring Trevor Chalabar, really. Like you've got Badia Chile, Thiago Silva, Fafana, um, Koulibaly, like, do you know what I mean? Like, so it isn't, it isn't a communication issue. There's a lot of players in our squad that can speak French. So it clearly, he's, his confidence is just down. And when, you're, when your confidence is down as a goalkeeper, it's so difficult to get your confidence back up to a level what you're expected. Because as soon as you make a howler, people are on you because you're the goalkeeper. Like If you're a defender and you make a mistake, you've still got a chance of somebody saving your ass when you make a mistake. As a goalkeeper, if you make a howler, it, 99% of the time it's going to be ending in a goal. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think the lineup was lineup was weird, but you know it was one of them where with the injuries that we're carrying at the moment, and the fact that I think Frank Lampard finally deeped as well that the season is pretty much done. So he thought, you know what, rather than putting Aspi at left back, why don't I just chuck in Lewis Hall for some minutes? Um, I'll just chuck in Mendy for some minutes. You know. You know, he hasn't played in ages and, you know, the game's done anyway. So, you know, the season's done, don't matter. Um, 
Yeah, man. It's just, it wasn't great, I'll be honest. I wasn't very happy with the lineup, but again, you know, there wasn't really too much that we could do. As um, Judah, Judah, when Troy was speaking, he spoke about like giving people minutes and stuff. But Judah, I want to know your reaction to the lineup, right? And then your reaction to much starting as well, or uh, getting minutes rather than starting. Yeah. Um, he spoke about two people getting minutes, Lewis Hall and Mendy. But I was like, oh, oh yeah, can you talk about your reaction to the lineup and Modric not getting minutes? Oh, okay. Um, to be honest, I, I feel like the, the lineup was expected. For example, like Lewis Hall starting, um, we all knew it was going to start because they literally stopped him from going for the under 20. World Cup and even Lampard like spoke about it in the press conference coming into the game where he was like, you know, they plan to give him minutes and stuff like that. And obviously, uh, this is like the sort of game that they would have thought that okay, yeah, you can have some minutes because we are playing um City, United and Newcastle as our last three games. So he probably most likely would that's where he would want to like go for Aspogata, who is more experienced in those games, but we'll see when we get there, though. But yeah, I mean, the lineup as a whole was not surprising, personally. The only surprise I would say for me was the um, Mendy coming in, in in goal. And we all know how what I've said about Mendy on this podcast. Like, I, I told you guys, like, this guy is not much fit. And you can't just, he's a keeper for Christ's sake. Like, it's not even an outfit player. Like, a keeper has not played a game for, like, months, and you expect him. But, I mean, that's why when you guys were saying he should come into the Champions League um, fixture and stuff, I was like, are you guys moving mad or something? Like, why would you expect a goalkeeper who hasn't played the games in ages, you know, just come in and chuck him in just like that? It doesn't work that way. And, like I said earlier, we've all seen how that's, you know, ended. Yeah, all right. So uh, the first goal we conceded, as I explained in the beginning of the, of the episode, that it was an amateur mistake by Mendy because it's like either commit fully and you know grab the goal, the ball, or stay in line and wait for the header, and then it would be like a more or less easy save. Although the striker of Nottingham, I can't pronounce his name, the Nigerian guy, he's really tall, he's really physical, it's really difficult to deal with him. I understand that. But still, you just don't get out of your line. And, you know, it was a really amateur move. Uh, move. It looked like he's been rusty. It's kind of not acceptable. It's not Chelsea level anymore. And as one of you said before, he's, you know, it's, he had like a year and a half of like brilliance. We won the Champions League, arguably thanks to him being in goal. He only conceded like three goals back then in the whole Champions League, which is fantastic, you know. But that doesn't mean he's like world class or unfortunately he doesn't deserve to, you know, stay longer at Chelsea. As much as I loved him, he was like, you know, a hero for a season that can't uh, continue anymore, unfortunately. So, yeah, the goal was frustrating to concede. But I think if this was Kepa, he would have held his line and perhaps blocked the the ball. But hey, it's we can't uh, rely on ifs and buts. We conceded goal, and it is what it is. Oh, yeah. Let me talk about the second goal we scored, the brace. Um, 
I think that was the one that Chalaba assisted. Um, as I was saying, like Chalaba is really good with obviously overlapping, not really good, but when he was coming into midfield, which is already kind of natural to him, he seemed way more comfortable. Um, and then he would yeah. come, and then whoever's on the, the wing would go outside. The, the first one was assisted by Chalaba. The second oh, one, the second like, one was Ruben. Was yeah, that's that. it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was Ruben. Um, but that was even though like he got the ball from uh, Ruben, that was all him. He, you know, typical Sterling. I don't know where he'll just get you a bag of goals. Um, that's one thing about Sterling. That's that's why I don't want to sell him because I don't know where. He'd be having a shit game and just you'll get a goal. You mean you might get two. Um, so he's got goals in him. You know, he's got that type of brilliance in him. Um, but that's the thing uh, about the second goal. And uh, I don't mind keeping Sterling because I think, again, there are going to be times where you might need somebody to step up and occasionally Sterling might be the guy. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind keeping Sterling for another season. But overall, yeah, that's that's really it for the second goal. and. But um, I just want to say, Felix had a good contribution today, though. I mean, depending on what you say, but I thought he made our attack look good today. I don't know if you guys agree. I mean, I think Felix was better than Madueke, that's for sure, today. But I don't think he was at his best. Like, he had the direct shots towards the end of the match, which was, you know, good to see uh, how our attackers have been missing this kind of, you know, striker touch let's say he doesn't have it you know his uh his finishing is really awful unless he's like literally in front of goal but hey apart from that to me felix wasn't the best today he was a bit slow he kind of reminded me of kai havertz <laughs> of all people with his like clunkiness slash slowness you know on the ball he wasn't as you know uh flary if that makes sense but yeah, obviously Sterling was much better. All right, um, let's talk about the what you call it. I was talking about the we spoke about equalizer, so let's talk about the second goal. Troy, what can you tell me? But before you say that, um, I just want to say I think Badi actually had a bad game today. But yeah, Judah, I know you have a different view, but we'll come to that later. Um, Troy, what can you say about the sec- the second goal that Sterling scored? Um. It is, it is like a classic Sterling goal, to be fair. It's, um, you know, one of them where it was against the run of play and Ruben done well to carry the ball. And it's one of them where Ruben has always been good at that. He's always been good at carrying the ball, obviously, due to his, like, you know, people, I think, under it, like players on the opposing team underestimate how quick he is for a big guy. Like, Ruben is very quick for a guy who's, like, six foot three and built like that. Like, he's a big strong guy um and but the problem with Ruben has always been where he doesn't look up before he makes his pass like he doesn't make the correct pass um sometimes he just doesn't pass at all sometimes he tries to just you know run for everyone and then loses it but for once he actually done the correct thing um and it resulted in a goal it was a it was a very nice little turn from Sterling I thought what Sterling was going to do is I thought he was going to try and um, kind of hold up the ball and try and skin him without, you know, without, uh, well, with making like, loads of touches and everything like that, basically slowing down the play. But he'd done exactly what I wanted him to do in that situation where he'd done a little chop um, like straight away and then quickly got the shot off and, you know, ended up being a great goal. Uh, 
you know, I mean, to be honest, I think it's one of them where uh, we we should be seeing a lot more of that. I think players are very reluctant to have shots in our team. Um, we take too long or when we get the shot off at the correct time, it's just a rubbish shot. Um, and Sterling showed today that if you get your shot off quick, then you can, you know, wrong for one of the best goalkeepers in the world in Kalor Navas. So, you know, that's all I'm saying. I think attackers need to learn from Sterling and his team to have your shots early. Don't just always rely on the open shot to be there or the clear and obvious one, like in the bottom corner or whatever. Like, just have a shot. See what happens. It can go in. Um, so that's my take of it. It was a good goal from Sterling. All right, Judah. I mean, after that, I think it was like a few seconds later we conceded. Judah, okay, he said, what's equalizer? I'm, I'm not even sure I even remember the war, like what led to the equalizer, but all I know is that... They lost the ball, and then they... Uh, another cross. Oh, no, then, then there was set piece. Set piece. Yeah, yeah. I think it was set piece, and all I saw was like... Um, Media plus basically, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's typical Chelsea, you know. Especially like this season, it's it was it was just like a typical um Chelsea goal to concede. Like you know, you 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 are a goal up, you feel like they've got momentum, and you know they probably can go on to win the game. Yeah, like they can go on to win the game, and next thing, next minute, you know, they are conceding like a. Go out of nothing, and I was just like, "Oh, here we go again." <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was um, that's just sad to see. I wouldn't say sad to see because, like I said, I, it wasn't even really surprised, anyways. But, well, yeah, it it, is, it was just one of those goals that they they tend to cause it this season. So yeah, yeah, you know, I forgot to say. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that chance Madweke had to pass to Gallagher before. Yeah, before it, I mean, was, wasn't it the other way around? I kept hearing it was Gallagher to pass to Madweke, or was it the other way? No, 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 it was, was Madweke. Like, he, I mean, he dwells on the ball too much at times, and I, I feel that's why I think it was. I think I said it on the last episode that like, he just needs like a proper attacking coach, like someone to like coach him up and tell him that first of all, you know, when you are in the box, facing, you need to like always pick your head up and you know try and make the right pass. A lot of the times, his end product is like just way off it. Like either he makes the wrong pass, or he makes the wrong decision to to shoot, or he makes the wrong decision to like over dribble dribble the ball. And yeah, it's kind of like the issue, same issue that um Loftus-Cheek has. Loftus-Cheek sometimes always draws on the ball too much as well, and like as a attacking player, that's something that's not good to to have, man. But yeah. He definitely hundred percent should have passed to Gallagher in that situation. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it should have been a three one at that point. But yeah, um before we talk about the moment of the match and man of the match, how about the Lewis Hall cross? Who wants to do the honors and talk about that cross? Is that something we might see? Oh, the one where he cooked the right back or the, yeah, the either the center back or right I don't know who was on that right hand side. He basically cooked him and then he put a cross in and then um Felix went ahead and just went. But did it was it go no, yeah. Felix went ahead and it went out. Yeah, it was really good. I think Lewis Hall, like I said, um when it comes to him, people do this way too much. A player's been out the team or um maybe they, they're trying to get some rhythm and people are, oh, he didn't play that well. And it's like, well, like if you're a player, you're coming in to get rhythm. Like Felix, 
even though he didn't play well either. Um, and Hall started shaky. Hall grew into the game. Felix did not grow into the game. He wasn't that good. But Felix came on for, what, five, ten minutes last game? Um, so match fitness isn't really something that's – he's match fit. He hasn't played in a couple of games. Um, and you can tell by the way he played today because he looked very lost in that Frank 4-3-3. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so – yeah, it's all right. I mean, I hope you see more persons like that. Cause, and Felix, fair to Felix, actually, it was not a bad attempt. Because I don't know if Kai Havis can do as much as that. <laughs> but it was actually not a bad attempt. So, fair play to Felix. Um, Ray, do you want to talk about your man of the match, your moment of the match, before we go around the table? Granted, I didn't see the second half. But, to be honest, um, this is one of those games where I like, from what I saw from the first half, because I heard everybody improves in the second half, besides like Mandowick and, and Felix and, you know, some of the other guys. Um, from what I saw, obviously, don't get the match with Mendy because he's the reason why we lost the game. Uh, I went back and I watched those goals he conceded, and they were all him. Um, man of the match, it'd have to be Sterling because he scored two goals. And in the second half, I saw, like, some clips of what he was doing. He looked way better in the second half. Um, moment in the match had to be the second goal Sterling scored because. That's just that's just brilliance by him. It wasn't like the the, the I don't want to call it a tap in that he scored right there, but it was a, the the first goal was more simple than the second one. The, the second one he needed to he had to cook whoever was on his side and then actually just net it in the top right corner. He did that and, and that was beautiful. Um, so those are the two moments I think all Sterling in it. But overall, I don't think everybody was bad. Um, I think there were a lot of meaty performances. Kovacic, if he stayed on that pitch for more than the halftime, he would have been the worst on the pitch. And at this point, I've I've developed an agenda against that guy because he <sighs> Kovacic. Yeah, overall, yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna criticize anybody like today. You know, overall, it was a o- okay game from everybody besides Mendy. It was just um, it was a, it was a nothing game to be fair. <laughs> like if we won, it'd have been nice. Like oh, like oh, Frank is building momentum, but now it's a nothing game. Like Ubi said, I remember feeling the same way in the first the one-one game that happened earlier in the season, you know. But um, Troy, a moment of the match, man of the match for you. I'd say my man of the match, right? It's gonna it's gonna be Sterling because obviously the two goals. But if it had to be someone else than Sterling, I'd say actually Trevor Chalobah. I think he actually played a very good game today. Um. I wasn't expecting him to play a great game, if I'm real, because I didn't know how he was going to do at right-back because previous games we've seen him at right-back, he has been shit. But he's he pulled it together today and he was actually very good. So it's going to be Sterling, but if it wasn't Sterling, I'd say um, Trevor Chalabur for sure. So what moments did I think? I don't know if you mentioned it. Uh, moment of the match... I would have to say, oh, yeah, probably Sterling's second goal. Um, unfortunately, it's probably one of our goals of the season. And the fact that I'm saying that is outrageous because, let's be real, it wasn't an amazing goal. But the fact that we're so, we've been so bad at scoring goals, I mean, you know what I mean? We've got to take whatever we can get. So I'd say, yeah, Sterling's second goal moment on match for me. <clears throat> moments of the match. Um, 
I would say Sterling's second goal because it was actually a beautiful goal. Like it was a well taken goal actually. And for like lots of stick that Sterling gets, I feel like um yeah, it was nice to, to see him getting two goals and he also like didn't perform well first half and you know for him to like come out in the second half and you know give that sort of performance it was actually uh, nice to see so yeah i would say his second goal was um moments of the match and um man of the match right um yeah man of the match i think i would have to give chaloba as well because like um like the last speaker said so for in his name um yeah yeah right uh-huh. so uh, try rather so yeah like like try said um i i also was not expecting chaloba to perform and most especially not like in the right back position so boy actually did well and yeah he has to like get plaudits for playing in a position that is not natural to him, you know, and still, like, putting in a good shift, like, if that's more than a good shift, he actually, like, did really well. So, yeah, I would say uh, Man of the Match has to go to him, and, yeah, that's those are my uh, Man of the Match and Moment of the Match. Yes, alright, before we go to Ubi, can I just say, my for me, I feel like I could give you two good, like, moments and two bad moments, but I just I don't want to say, oh, I don't want to be too negative. I'll just be like, but it really looked shocking today. That was surprising. Lewis Horcross was really nice. And it was nice to see how Felix was like playing in the pockets of spaces and driving our attack forward. I really enjoyed that. You know, it was really nice. Uh, yeah, th- I think that's. Wait, I'm going to challenge you really quick. What did he do that was shocking? I like, I, please help me ask him. <laughs> Felix, is this Felix? Badia Shile, man. Who are you talking about? Badia Shile, oh. not Felix. Oh, he, 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 like, he was not passing well. He was not composed. Was, his touches were bad. He was making mistakes. <laughs> the, the, the foul. Oh, he was Taiwan. coming up against physical-oriented striker and, you know, physical defenders and even midfielders. Like, it's not easy, you know, when you're under pressure, especially he's not as experienced in the Premier League. Don't get me wrong, he's just still a fantastic defender, quite young, still developing. But the whole back line, including the goalkeeper today, was under pressure because of this. Like, to come up against physical-oriented players is not really easy. Don't forget that. I mean, I do see your point, Tommy. And I somewhat agree that he wasn't himself today. But I think we should understand it's yeah. not an easy challenge, at least in my opinion, you know? No, but you know what I want to say about Ubi? I think there's a difference between, like, shocking. Because, like, it's the same thing with kind of Chalaba when he was playing centre-back, right? There'd be so many times where he would look shaky and recover versus like to me, shocking is like you're just getting cooked and the opponent's getting shots off of the you're creating chances. I don't I think you that. become shocking where like, okay, you struggle with a physical opponent. That's just you struggling with a physical opponent. But until it's like a bunch of errors, I don't I don't think it's fair to say he had a howl. It just means he struggled with a wonie, which is it's okay, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Chiago Silva struggled with a winning. Critical, that's just it's like, yeah. The dude scored like three goals last week, didn't he? Like, I can elaborate, it's got two. Uh, elaborate. No, I could, but I don't want to because we have to wrap up soon anyway. But you know, you know, you know, um, people don't really have an answer, they start ducking, making excuses. Yeah, I could, okay, okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Like I said, his touches were bad. He just obviously he set so much standards for himself, I agree, but like today, he was not himself and he was not good 
if you micromanage, if you microanalyze what he did today, it wasn't good. And I know even Thiago Silva a bit of um, communication problems with him as well today. But I'll leave it there. Ubi, let's know your man of the match and moment of the match before we talk about the City game. Uh, well, just to be different, I don't want to say Sterling and Chalobah because I do agree with those choices. But I would say uh, Ruben lost his cheek because he just played basically one half. Uh, he filled in the midfield really nicely. He assisted. He's done, you know, he was all right, you know. He had some bad touches, yeah, but I don't think he deserves the man of the match. But I'm just saying it for sake of being different here. Moment of the match has to be the introduction of Ziyech. Because to me today, Madueke wasn't himself. He wasn't like bad and shocking, but he wasn't himself. He seemed tired or something, trying too much, which sometimes can backfire. So the introduction of Ziyech uh, moved the right side really nicely. He had a couple of shots, crosses, etc. Uh, he he could dribble past defenders quite easily in comparison to Madueke, at least in today's game. So yeah, this has to be the moment of the match for me. His introduction was quite smart. So yeah, there you have it. That's fine. Okay, uh, let's talk about the City game then. Uh, I think we played at Etihad. So what are these? This is my my theory. I feel like if City have something to play for, then we get smashed. However, if City like win the league before, I know it sounds unrealistic, but if they win the league before we play. Brother, 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 you get smashed in that way, bro. <laughs> you yeah, I mean, <laughs> did you did you see how we we struggled with like the setup that Forest use is literally the city same setup the three four the three two four one, um, and we struggled trying to go through the middle with that. They 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 kind of nullified us a little bit, even though we had more possession. And imagine that, but now you have city defenders, like you have city players who like are coming off drawing with fucking Real Madrid at the Bernabeu and they're chasing Arsenal. We're gonna get slaughtered next Sunday. And it's going to be painful. Yeah, but I don't know if you guys can hear me. I didn't say Chelsea are going to beat City. I said, yeah, I didn't say they're going to, I didn't, I didn't say Chelsea beat City. I said City might take it easy on us. Like that uh, first leg, I think where Grealish passed to Maris and they scored. Why, they just Why would they take it easy on us? This, this is one of the games where they have to just be ruthless and violate us. Like, if anything. <laughs> they're going to just slice it, us up. It could, it could be a respectable 2-0 loss. And we'll call it a day, you know. It's still a loss. I know. I'm not yeah, trying to say we're gonna win. If that's what if that's what it's saying, then I understand what it's saying. Like for example, oh, then I'll, I'll take, take a two new loss. I would, exactly. I'll take a two new loss so far, like a four new or five new or something. Oh, they say Chelsea beat Judah. Why would they say that? <laughs> Uh, bro, all right. Um, I, I, I had, I had yeah. two nil, so I thought you were saying like Chelsea will, will beat them two nil. <laughs> so I was wondering where where that where that confidence is coming from. Nah, bro, I can't interrupt the season. Um, um, uh, uh, let's talk about yeah. I think Ubi your next Ubi. What's your analysis on the try and Ubi actually? Try and Ubi. What's your analysis on the Man City preview? What are you guys? How are you guys feeling? Because I think we play Man U. Um, yeah, we play City first. Yeah, we play, play City, City and then I think we play United right after that. Um, you know what? Yeah, I, I hear I hear what you're trying to say when you're like, you know, I, they might take it easy. We've got to remember these men are still they haven't won the title yet. So these men are they're going to be ruthless. 
And Pep isn't going to let them not be ruthless because we saw what happened when um, City were trying to get their like little accomplishments, like play like Gundogan, for instance, took that penalty, and then fifty seconds later, um, thingy uh, Rodrigo for Leeds scored to make it two one, and then they were under the cosh for a little bit. So City are now going to think, okay, nah, Haaland, right? I need you to batter Chelsea, right? And by batter, I don't mean just score goals. Pep's going to want Haaland to bully our defenders. And depending on what we have available, I'm worried. Because in previous times, right, we had, you know, Haaland come up against Thiago Silva and like the three at the back, and that's fine. We will manage to subdue him, which is okay. But now we're playing four at the back, right? And the fact that we haven't got our starting wing back slash full backs because they're injured. So now Haaland is going to feel more comfortable maybe running into the channels rather than just sticking in the middle for the whole time. So now I'm worried, okay, if De Bruyne is overlapping with their wingers and full backs, and then you've got Haaland who's waiting because he's probably going to get past like Chalabal or Lewis Hall and then dart into the box from like a wide area for De Bruyne to just whip in a ball. It's scary, bruv. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm sure. I think we're going to get battered. No, and I mean battered like 5-6-0. We're not scoring. Like We're not scoring against them. There's no way. Because like the only teams that we've scored against recently have been Bournemouth and Forest. And they're relegation candidates. City are potential treble winners right. this season. Um, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm I'm just going to say like what I was just going to like say. I feel like the only reason why we'll get battered the way you are saying is going to be if Lampard be like if Lampard be if he's Lampard, like, if he's the Lampard that, that, that we know, like, if he sets them up to press from the front and, you know, like, just no, 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 no like, no pressing pattern or, like, no, no, um, you know, the way, you know, the way he always, like, leaves his midfield is always, like, empty, yeah? That's the only way I see them, you know, getting battered, like, 5 nil or 6 nil. Like, they basically go out to play the way they played against Arsenal. You see the Arsenal game, yeah, the first, like, 30 minutes or something, the way they played, if they go out and play that way again, then yeah, on thread percent, we're getting battered like 6 nil. But if it decides to, okay, like, okay, let me respect the opponent, let me not um try to instill whatever rubbish style he has been trying to <laughs> instill in them since all this while, and, you know, like, just, like, maintain a mid-block, you know, try and, you know, just stop them passing the ball around you, and, you know, just... Try and get some sort of results, even if they won't still get the results, but at least, you know, try and get some sort of results. Then then they can, you know, probably get a result like 2 nil, like Tony was saying. But if they, like, go all full throttle and try to press Man City and, you know, do some kind of um, football play that, they, you know, I don't know what he's teaching them in the training ground, then, yeah, I, I, that's what I see us getting battered. But, yeah, I was just going to say that. So, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I do oh agree with you guys. That's gonna be one of those games where every goal that goes in, I'm not gonna be like you know when a goal normally goes in, you're like, like your heart just gets torn. But like this is one of those things that it's like a beating, you know, 
it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. It's coming, it's kind of as you guys said. Yeah. But can I say this? I'd rather lose to City than lose to United. But Obi, what's your take? I do on agree with the guys. Game? Like, I don't think City will take it easy on us. If anything, they might take the chance and, you know, <laughs> score as much as they can so they can even increase their goal differences. Because, you know, you never know what happens in the last three games. So it's in their favor. So who knows? Six, seven, eight, maybe 12? <laughs> I mean, I hope not. But, you know, because as you guys said, you brought a good point that we couldn't even score against, you know, mediocre teams. But we just scored against, you know, uh, you know, Nottingham Forest and the other one, the Bournemouth, I think it was. And they're like relegation battle teams. So imagine against Man City, you know, one of the best teams in the world, arguably right now. And, you know, against Pep, as much as I don't like him as a coach, I still believe he's a good coach. And I, th I still believe, who knows, maybe we're like this source taking his bum because, you know, because of us. He couldn't win Champions League in 2021, I think. So, you know, revenge. <laughs> It's time, you know. We gotta get ready for that. <laughs> yeah. No, I swear. If this team decides to turn up against City, I, I, I might actually have to break my television that day because I'm like, yo, you guys should have done this against Arsenal. Like, you're doing it against like, blow me. I know, right, bro? I rather, I rather. Nah, man. I'm not gonna give the title to Arsenal. They're not winning it. No, bottled it already. We see that's a jinx right there. That's a jinx right there. Speaking of uh failures in life, Lukaku just scored a goal against us. Well, so, <laughs> no, but um, okay. Can we talk about? Can we talk about? Can we talk about the Champions League or can we talk about Pochettino? What do you want to wrap up on? Poch, because some new news came out. Uh, Poch actually signed a three-year contract. Or verbally agreed to a three-year contract before the the official contract, what three-year contract years. is. I'm actually excited. I can't wait for the season. So. We say this before every season, and then we're yeah. like, let the season end. <laughs> I can't expect anything anymore, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, but to be fair, I've watched Pochettino at Spurs and Southampton. I mean, not, I'm not going to say I'm an ITK or whatever, but like, obviously, I have enough knowledge of what he has done at Spurs. So, with that regard, I think I'm quite excited. About PSG, I don't know too much about what he did there. But about Spurs and Southampton, I can vouch. So, I'm actually excited to see what he does. I just hope we'll turn it and we can win a trophy next season. Yeah, I'll take that. Hopefully, we do, man. Been long coming, you know. We deserve it somewhat. For the, all the suffering and the emotional damage we we've gone through, uh, I, I agree. But Ray spoke about Lukaku, and we're talking about Man City, so might as well. I don't know what do you guys think, Judah, Ray, Troy. You know, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I'm just going to say it. Yeah, Madrid for the Champions League, though. Oh, we're talking about that Champions League. Yeah, what do you what do you think? Yeah, Madrid are win winning that. And I'm saying that because okay. I do not want Man City to win that fucking Champions Maybe. League at so, all. Yeah. Exactly, hundred exactly. percent. I think Man City. I've got uh 
ironically enough, semifinals, I've got obviously, I've got City winning the semifinals. I've got Inter winning the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Inter beat actually. That's not no, no, yeah, you know what? You know, it is very possible because no one thought that we were going to win against City when we won it last. And look what happened. Inter are very capable, you know. They've not got, they've not got the, they've not got the aura. They've not got the sauce, man. Like I don't know. I, I, I don't see that. I don't see that, bro. I, I don't see that happening. I mean, honestly, Inter Milan could win, win it all. People are actually um, praising Inzaghi, their uh, coach, the way he approached the game, like his subs and whatnot. He changes, I think, the the attackers and replace them with others and the wingers as well, if I'm not mistaken. And they're like, it's a new way of coaching and revolution and whatnot. Yeah. I just see it as subs. But but hey, if it works for him, it works for him. <laughs> but um, yeah, but bro, the thing is that they just even came into form. Like they were not like really playing, you know, good football. Yeah, so I mean, but started, we like, weren't either. Football, like, to be fair, um, and we won the Champions League twice. <laughs> if you remember against City. To be fair, they kind of deserve to win because, you know, we were just, especially after we scored the, the first goal, we were, like, really lucky. Yeah, if you remember yeah. that um, Maris uh, chance in the very end of the match, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, yeah. sometimes yeah, if you're lucky goal. and decent at playing and, you know, good at defending, which, thanks to Rudiger and the old version of Mendy, we won the Champions League. So this could happen again with Inter. You know, and I actually hope it would be Inter because I'm kind of sick of Madrid winning, but at the same time, I don't want City to win because it's literally the only thing right now separating us from City being better than them. When some City fans come at you and make fun of you, like, oh yeah, you guys never won the, the Premier League. It's been like, I don't know. Yeah, but they, they will still have just one or we have two though, and we've, dunk, and we've still dunked on them. So, but yeah. But I understand what you're saying though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, I mean, definitely. I myself, I don't want City winning it, man. Like, I, I don't want City. Winning it. I, uh, I, that's why I feel like Madrid win it, though. But yeah, we'll see. All right, I see City winning it, but let's see if Inter win it. I'll be happy actually. Who knows? But I see City winning it. I hope not. But How about wrap up. Um, Ubi, you really like to wrap us up. Wrap up, up. See what I'm trying to say. Wrap us up. <laughs> yeah man it would be my pleasure uh it's been really long since i came to the pod but it's been fun talking to you guys and i'm just hoping that chelsea will become better somehow especially you know the the coming games and more importantly the next season uh, i'm excited about Poch. i don't care what people say yeah he's an ex-spurs manager doesn't matter Mourinho technically is an ex-spurs manager and hey he's he's great one of the greatest of all time so yeah, looking forward for next episodes, looking forward for next matches with Chelsea, up to Chelsea, and stay safe everyone, and cheers. Thank you for having me on, boys. Shout out Dugout, shout out Troy. Come on. Yeah, shout, shout out Dugout, dugout. shout out Esso. Follow up at the Dugout, oh, shout, oh, out. Oh, shout oh, out all the man then. Great, great. So we have, great, we have the ghost of Raid today then. If not, it's not Raid then. Great. What yeah, this is the ghost of Wraith Razor. This is not me. This is my avatar. Listen, the rest of the games, I don't see us winning not one game the rest of the season. Uh, we've got... Actually, you know what? I'm going to go bogey Man City draw. 
Yeah, Man City win or draw. No, I mean, Man United win or draw. Don't. Yeah, you guys heard the ghost. Man United win or draw. Not City. We're definitely losing that. And we shouldn't win that. Everything else is a loss coming. Anything else we get is, is a W. No way. Bro, we can lose. Are you trying to tell me Frank is a better tactician than Ten Hag? Are we not playing away? We're playing away as well. Bro, forget about it. We can yeah, we're playing one home. And I was thinking more than City. Yeah, but, but I don't think it will depend on, on tactics, though. I feel like whenever we play United, it's always like just that kind of game where it's always somehow just ends in a draw no matter what. And I feel like this time around, it won't end in a draw. It's just somehow, some way, end in Chelsea winning. And yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see anyways. We'll see. But like, that's, that's actually the, the game where, I don't know, I actually, not not believe, but like, that actually see <laughs> Chelsea winning. But it might just be me wanting to troll the, all the United fans that I have as friends. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, forget it, man. I'm, yeah, I'm one year ahead of time, man. Forget about that money game. That's okay. Cheers, guys. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening to the Essentially podcast. Troy, it was good to have you. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Troy, it was good to have you on the